This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. G'day, folks. This is your friend Dennis Connor coming to you again, courtesy of the Specialty Produce Network and the three brothers, the three R's, the Arrington brothers who make this all possible and do such a wonderful job with the produce business in and around San Diego and the restaurants and hotels. What a what a great outfit! And thank you, thank you, Harringtons, for giving me the privilege of working with you on a few of these podcasts. So the uh, first thing I was going to tell you about a little bit is what's going on in Europe. Because the big news is, this is big, Bill Trinkle, my longtime friend and crewman and companion uh, at Dennis Conner Sports, is uh, going to be inducted into the America's Cup Hall of Fame in uh, uh, Flansburg, Germany in uh, two weeks. So for those of you in the Amsterdam area that – uh, would like a little entertainment and a lot of good sailors, uh, along with Henry Rackmeyer and Dyer Jones. There'll be a big ceremony where there'll be three new inductees in the America's Cup Hall of Fame. Bill is long, long overdue with three America's Cup victories, not just America's Cup sailor victories we're talking about here. He started as a crewman on uh, Enterprise and Freedom, was trained by the best with Rod Stevens, moved on to be the Port Taylor when uh, Tom Wooden uh, hurt his foot and uh, hard to displace uh, ever since, he moved on into administration and ran our uh, programs, including design, uh, the, the building, and the, uh, helping me with the fundraising. And uh, he's just done a tremendous job and been a lifelong friend of mine. So I'm so pleased, a well-deserved uh, uh, induction into the America's Cup Hall of Fame. Well done, Billy. So while we're talking about Europe, of course, the laser worlds are going on in Split, Croatia, probably the nicest place on the planet for sailing with the islands and the great weather and the uh, tremendous facilities there in Split. And the laser worlds are uh, are going on as we speak, but they were blank the last two days without much wind. So all you laser sailors, uh, stay tuned to the laser world championships in Split and uh, think about a way to get there because it's a great, great place, a nice yacht club, great with sailing, and uh, really, really nice people. So that's what's going on in Split Croatia. What else going on? Well, of course, the America's Cup, everywhere we go, uh, those of us that have been involved in the past are asked, uh, well, what's really going on? What do you think? What's going on? How will this be? The answer is, I don't really know any more than all of you uh, about it. I can tell you that the uh, four uh, viable teams are all uh, sailing their new Mark I America's Cup 75-foot uh, monohull with, uh, with uh, wings and foils, and they, they look like they're all fast as heck. Different design shapes, but they're all, uh, of course, foiling in six or eight knots of wind and even during the jibes and tacks, so they're really getting it down. One big thing that I'm interested in is the windage. I noticed that uh, there's quite a bit of different design in the hull shapes themselves. The New York Yacht Club boat, to me, the most intriguing, 
with a, a kind of a cigar-shaped bow. And uh, I, I think it has to do with the windage. So I think all these teams are focused. When you start going 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, just uh, think that the windage has to be really important as far as what kind of uh, helmet you're wearing. Like uh, Roger, when he goes in the uh, Tour de France uh, on his bicycle, the helmets are – they spend so much time making the helmets perfect. And I think they're going to see more and more of that uh, type technology in the America's Cup. The, the kind of clothing, what kind of clothing and what kind of material and how will it be and, and how, how to get down in your cockpit and stay below and uh, cut down on the windage because that that has to be a huge factor along with the hull shape. I think that's why you're seeing different hull shapes. Bear in mind the hulls, they're not even touching the water. So I, I'm guessing that uh, uh, Team New Zealand will find out where their boat is in, uh, best and what conditions. And they'll, uh, and they're in charge of the race committee. The big fellow, Ian Murray, they'll say, "Thumbs up means keep the postponement flag up. Thumbs down, let's go," or whatever the signals are. And uh, they'll be uh, somewhat influenced by the decisions of the race committee and what, what kind of winds that they race in, and the conditions of the sea, and, and uh, how much wind they're going to start in. So that's what's going on. Uh, uh, with the boats, the the, the teams, uh, two of the teams, the uh, Italians and the British, they're going to train this uh, winter in the uh, in Calgary, Italy, the site of the very first America's Cup training regatta. Right now, you're not supposed to train with anybody else. And it's against the rules. But they're going to be over in the same spot. And my guess is that when no one's looking, somehow if they just happen to get a few hundred yards away from each other, there will be a chance for them to hook up and find out uh, who's faster and what can be done uh, to close the gap of the slower boat, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that they're going to have a, a significant edge of training in the same waters in uh, in Italy before the uh, first event. The uh, Americans are going to train in St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg Bay. And they've had a really nice reception from the Floridians. They really like it there. Terry McLaughlin and his team uh, from the New York Yacht Club have, uh, have uh, really had a great reception uh, in Florida. So they'll be down there for the Florida season until they have to take their new boat, and uh, American Magic, and send it to Italy to get ready for the first regatta in the middle of April, where you'll have uh, the four America's Cup teams uh, sailing together for the first time. And then we'll have a little glimpse as to uh, which boat's faster. The, the second boats will be in the process of being launched at that point. And uh, then we'll be a year away from the event. It'll start getting more exciting. We'll know a lot more about the format the, and the rules and regulations and how uh, things will be controlled in the cup itself. So that's what's going on with the uh, teams and the, with the boats. And the uh, one interesting thing that um, I am uh, like to hear about is the sails. I see that the mainsails now uh, go uh, deck swept like the foot of a uh, J-105 or uh, lightning. So the mainsails are actually touching the deck or below the deck line. And this is to uh, complete an in-plate effect to make the sails more efficient. Uh, and so one of the boats doesn't even have a boom. 
They're just trimming the clue of the mainsail to the aft traveler track. And so the sail just goes along, basically sweeps along the deck from the back of the mast to the back of the boat. And I don't know how the crew is ever going to scramble across the, to the other side if they need to have some help taking in the A-sail or make a change with the, with the jib. But they'll figure it all out. And it also looks very difficult for the helmsman to, on some of the boats to get from one wheel to the other, back and forth. I, what are they going to do? Have two helmsmen? Or uh, how about tacking? Somebody's going to have to steer the boat while the uh, primary helmsman moves from side to side. So all that will be worked out uh, before April. And then we'll the television will give us a good glimpse into what these boats are, are really you know, going to be looking like at uh, 45, 50, 60 miles an hour. So right now, pretty hard to get too excited about it. But the, in six months, it's only six months. In six months, the awareness will uh, come around, and uh, we'll start getting excited. And then the conjecture will be, you know, wh- which of these innovations—the V-shaped bottom on two of the boats or the round-shaped bottom—will w- be better. We saw in uh, the beginning of the America's Cup boats that uh, we th- we had a very quite a wide boat with stars and stripes USA Eleven because we thought that the uh, width would give us extra stability. We didn't realize that a narrow boat, like a pencil, even when it hit lower, it didn't make any more drag. And that t- uh, uh, turned out to be the best way. Doug Peterson had it right, and we had it wrong. And, and they beat us in the uh, trials with a better boat. They may have sailed better, too. Hard to, hard to know. But uh, we're going to see some changes probably in the uh, original boat designs as they uh, sort this out. So that's uh, kind of what's going on in the America's Cup front. Uh, we don't hear too much uh, from the Stars and Stripes uh, 2021 effort. My guess is they're gonna, they're having a difficult time getting the funds to get started. They say they're building their, their first boat, but personally I, I haven't se- heard, seen too much uh, going on from the Long Beach effort. So we'll have to wait and see yeah. How, if that's viable uh, or not for a few more months. And uh, if, they, if they're not in, in Sardinia, they're probably not going. So that's it on the America's Cup. So uh, what about the, on the uh, Australian side of things while well, we're on the international story? I understand now that there's a record number of entries for the Sydney Hobart race coming up on Boxer, Boxer Day, uh, Christmas time. Um, in the United States, with a record number of entries, and it's always a wonderful race for us spectators to watch. Very entertaining to uh, see who ends up first to finish. There'll be four uh, maxi, you know, hundred foot type boats. Uh, uh, Squark Mark Bradford has seemed to have got the best of them lately, and we'll we'll see if he can uh, upset the uh, set the other wild oats oops. Uh, a group of folks, very experienced, very knowledgeable, and uh, th- they'll be the favorites until they're beaten by po- uh, possibly uh, uh, Mark, Mark Bradford in the uh, relatively new boat. So that's what's going on in Australia. We had the honor and pleasure of having Peter Burton, who has uh, been a uh, resident of the United States for 35 years when he moved here, became a citizen. And then recently, uh, with his wife, Didi, moved back to Australia for some other opportunities. They sold their batch in Sydney and have uh, moved up to the 
Malulubar, Nusa area, where uh, I had a lot myself. I was thinking of building there. It's just the nicest part to me. It's the San Diego of uh, of Australia. Just doesn't get any nicer with the estuary going up there. I know Pete and Didi will be very happy there, but we're not going to let him stay down there all the time. We'll get him up here for the hot rum and New Year's Day race. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll get Peter Burton back up here somehow. So that's kind of it for um, uh, down under. What about the U.S.? Well, uh, we've had a very, very big month here at the San Diego Yacht Club in the San Diego area. We had the uh, Masters Regatta here where they had 12 J105s, all equally uh, weighted, uh, new sales provided by the San Diego Yacht Club, a little bit of advertising on there to help pay for it. But we had uh, some real celebrities out here, including uh, uh, Gary Jobson, trying to uh, win the the, uh, Masters. But the big event was really the San Diego Yacht Club Sir Thomas Lipton event just uh, wrapping up last weekend. And uh, we had uh, we had folks like Paul Kayar here uh, babysitting the St. Francis team. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, Tyler Canfield really made a difference. We were talking about the Stars and Stripes effort. He's their designated helmsman. He, he really made a difference in the uh, Chicago Yacht Club performance. In, in the past, Chicago's been at the bottom of the heap. They, uh, they haven't uh, performed well and looked a little, frankly, weak. But Tyler uh, really uh, came out here, trained them, and a uh, short period of time really made a difference. They, they were in fourth or fifth place after the first day. But after the second day of the uh, Lipton Cup, look who's leading the uh, – who's at the top of the leaderboard? Tyler Canfield. And the Chicago Yacht Club, number one. Our uh, guys with the uh, uh, Sinks family and uh, Chris Bush and our best young sailors at the San Diego Yacht Club were, were down in third. But the big upset came the final day of the, uh, of the uh, Lipton Cup when uh, Newport Harbor Yacht Club came forward with a wonderful effort. All four, uh, three races in the top uh, three uh, boats and uh, ended up at the top of the heat. They uh, took the spot away from the Chicago Yacht Club and won the Sir Thomas Lipton Cup event here in San Diego. Very much a surprise entry, upset, but they did a really good job. My hat's off to them. Great job, guys at Newport. And uh, nice job, Tyler and the Chicago Yacht Club. And my condolences to the wonderful sailors we had racing from uh, the San Diego Yacht Club. So that's that's the uh, update on what was going on here in San Diego. And then what, what about our future? Well, our biggest series of the year is always the hot rum series, uh, the Sennhofer hot rum series started years ago by Herb Sennhofer, a local sailmaker, and the tradition's carried on uh, for 50 years since then. Very big turnout. It's a reverse handicap race where the little boats start first, if it's a light air boat uh, race, then uh, Benny Mitchell will win with his Ericsson 35. And if it's a big boat race, then there'll be Pella uh, Grosso in the Santa Cruz 70s uh, cruising for the win in Class A. The guys in the middle have basically little chance because they can't catch up with Benny in the light air. And the big boats uh, start in a stronger win and with the longer water lines catch up on the way in the bay. So a little boat like ours with the menace. Uh, literally uh, no chance to win. 
So we're looking forward to having a group of our friends out on the Menace 24. And uh, our odds are uh, slim and none. But uh, we'll we'll have a chance to come third or fourth in Class A and 11th or 12th out of the 150 boats overall. And we'll consider that a success at the Hot Rum. And there'll be a big uh, party at the San Diego Yacht Club after every event. There's three races uh, starting a, a week from Saturday. And uh, for those of you that want to watch the race, it'll start at the end of Shelter Island, and you'll see all the best boats in San Diego and the, all the famous guys, uh, Gary Wiseman, you know, Vince Broon, Eric Doyle. They'll, they'll, they'll all be there, and you can you know, wave at them and uh, uh, give them a kiss goodbye at the start of the hot rum. So, folks, that's about it for now. If I think of anything uh, important between now and Christmas— uh, with the uh, courtesy of Roger and his friends at the uh, Specialty Produce Network, I'll get back to you. But if I don't see you, have a great Thanksgiving, a wonderful holiday, and uh, keep on sailing. Thank you. Goodbye for now. Dennis Connor, signing out.